0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In this month of October, St. Paul's has a series of sermons and music linked to the City of London's festival called Fantastic Feats. This six-month-long season of street theatre and circus, art and music, exhibitions, walks and tours is inspired by several important historical anniversaries, including the 200th birthday of Sir Joseph Bazalgette, the inventor of London's sewer system. But I shall leave the Dean to talk about that in a few weeks' time. It is also 125 years since the completion of Tower Bridge and 150 years since Blackfriars Bridge and Hoban Viaduct were opened. This is a brilliant opportunity to celebrate our achievements and to find inspiration for the future in a time when we need all the help that we can get. You can find out more details about the Fantastic Feats events by going to the City of London website. Of course, we are in a fantastic feat here and now. St Paul's Cathedral is one of the architectural wonders of the world. But it is more than just a building. It has a beating heart of prayer, praise and music and it becomes a temporary shelter and a place of inspiration from people from all over the world. This happens because of the tireless work and love of the people in the community here. They change an empty building into a place of inspiration and welcome. But the fantastic feat I want to consider today is the Thames Barrier. And I want to use it as a springboard to think about how we interact with nature, the environment, and our climate. The remarkable structure, which straddles the River Thames, connects the borough of Newnham in the north with the borough of Greenwich in the south. The building of the barrier was first discussed after the terrible North Sea flood of 1953. Now, this was one of the most devastating natural disasters ever recorded in the United Kingdom. Over 1,600 kilometres of coastline was damaged. Sea walls were breached in 1,200 places, inundating 160,000 acres of land. Flooding forced over 30,000 people from their homes and 24,000 properties were seriously damaged. In East London, water poured from the Royal Docks into Silvertown, where it did drain into the sewers, but flooded back into Canning Town and the Tidal Basin. William Haywood, a night watchman at William Ritchie and Son, died of exposure to gas from a damaged pipe. Almost 200 people were made homeless and had to take refuge in the Canning Town Hall. The Thames barrier spans 520 metres across the River Thames, and it protects 125 square kilometres of central London from flooding caused by potential tidal surges. It has 10 steel gates, which can be raised into position across the river. When raised, the main gates stand as high as a five-storey building and as wide as the opening of Tower Bridge. Each main gate weighs 3,300 tons and can stop 9,000 tons of water. When the barrier is open, the gates lie flat on the riverbed and they are rotated to move into position to prevent flooding. This rather ingenious method was devised by a man called Charles Draper, who used the gas taps on his old gas cooker as inspiration noticing how they turned. At the time of its construction, the barrier was expected to be used two or three times a year. By the mid-2000s, it was being operated six to seven times a year. And during the barrier's entire history, up until earlier this year, there have been 184 flood defence closures. Now, for me, this is not just a brilliant feat of engineering. It is a brilliant example of care, care of both people and the environment. Since the beginning of time, the human race has had to deal with the difficulties caused by changes in the weather. Just imagine the preparations Noah and his family had to go through to get ready for the flood. And, as we have heard in the first lesson from Nehemiah, famines, sadly, have been a regular feature of our history climate and the various changes that it goes through are always going to be a concern for us. Is it any surprise that the English are famous for always talking about the weather? What is so brilliant about the Thames barrier is that we see people coming together using their brains and their skill to create a solution to a problem. I believe that in the book of Genesis, God gives us a task to look after this wonderful planet on which we live, to be stewards of the environment and to protect it and work with it for a successful future. And let us remember, we, the humans of this planet, have a special relationship with God, our creator and redeemer. This relationship starts with the covenants between God and humanity in the Old Testament and is confirmed in the most loving way with the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Being a steward, having the care of something, is a term which has its roots in the old English word "steward," from steak, probably used in the sense of meaning a house or a hall, and weird meaning a ward or an area. So historically, steward meant someone who takes care of a particular building. To be a successful steward, you have to be talented, interested, well-organized, and above all, you must have passion for the thing you are stewarding. The minor canons at St Paul's have traditionally been the stewards of this place. In former days, now long gone, obviously, When the dean and chapter would often be away at their country estates or on some glamorous journey, it was the minor canons who kept everything going. The dean and chapter were only present here for one month at a time in rotation when they were in residence. The rest of the time, it was the minor canons who were responsible for the day-to-day liturgies and the prayer life of this cathedral. As we welcome Robert into our family today, we do so with love and open hearts and prayers and good wishes for his life as a steward here at St Paul's. Being a steward is an easier thing if you live or work in the place that you are stewarding. It becomes even easier if it is something which we own. Many of us are good at looking after our houses or our cars or our clothes or the other things which we value because we have investment in them. But we are not always so good at being stewards over the bigger things, the things which concern the whole world. The environment is a case in point. Too often we expect governments to sort out these problems whilst we sit on the sidelines grumbling and worrying, but the environment is ours, a God-given gift described in the early chapters of the book of Genesis. Not to care about these big problems threatens both a diminution in our relationship with God and our relationship with each other in the global community. We are one humanity and the problems we face belong to all of us, not just those on the front line of a particular crisis. John Donne, a former dean of this cathedral between 1621 and 1631, once wrote these famous words. No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less, as well as if a promontory were, as well as any manner of thy friends or of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind. In this passage, Dunn is talking about death, but his point that he cannot exist without being connected to fellow people is an important one for us to remember. He couldn't exist on his own. He understood that all humanity is linked together and that a change in the condition of anyone has an effect on the well being of the whole. We are surely the same, not only connected but stronger when we work together. The building of the Thames barrier is an example of people coming together to solve a problem and it's been a great success. It makes London more safe for those who live here, but makes it safe for what reason? Does it make us safe so that we can continue to exploit the environment and watch whilst the changes in climate around the world change ever more? Does it make us safe so that we can watch the reduction in the number of species in this country? The recent State of Nature report claims that a quarter of the mammals in the UK are facing extinction. Does the Thames barrier make us safe so that we can enjoy the disgusting overuse of plastic and watch the effect it has on land and sea? Certainly not. The Thames barrier should make us feel safe, but not complacent and not arrogant. It should empower us to make the other changes which we need to save our planet. The Thames barrier may be a fantastic feat. St Paul's Cathedral may be a fantastic feat. But we need to remember that we are all fantastic feats. Every single one of us here now, everyone in the world, a fantastic feat of biological and genetic design mixed with education, experience, and imagination, which allows us to do remarkable things. It is time for us to do some fantastic feats, to place God at the center of our lives and to realize that the protection of God's creation is an essential part of our life as Christians. And if you're sitting here now, thinking you're too small or too insignificant to make a difference, just try spending the night with a tiny mosquito in your bedroom and see the effect it has on you. Amen.